0: And welcome to the Jewish Reaction presented by the OU, the Orthodox Union. My name is Eli Hagler. I'm the Associate Director of Yachad, the National Jewish Council for Disabilities. And you can catch us here every week on Tuesday mornings right here at NachumSiegel.com. immediately following Nacham on JM in the A.M. We have a very exciting show for you today. Um, as everybody knows and has heard over the last uh, couple of days and weeks, there's been a lot of news coming out of Albany uh, related to families with children with special needs Uh, including the big announcement from Mayor de Blasio uh, just a few days ago uh, that will help parents tremendously when it comes to uh, sending their children uh, to private school. And just before that, uh, we'll have a little bit of music, which was selected by my guests, so I want to thank them in advance for that. You're listening to The Jewish Reaction.
1: tabi bila ulam yish zarod aagot akhyukh nelam akhtire rakshot ki gamze yaavor ki hashem no i Yeah
0: was Benny Friedman with Yesh Tikva. You're listening to The Jewish Reaction right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. My name is Eli Haggim, the Associate Director of Yachad, and I'm being joined live in studio with uh, Jeff Lev, the Director of OU Advocacy and Teach NYS, and two Yachad parents, Miriam and Rachel. Everybody, welcome to The Jewish Reaction.
2: Thank you. Hi, thank you for having me.
3: Great um, to be here.
0: Of course, you know what, Jeff, why don't you just introduce the bill a little bit or the bill, the agreement uh, that was agreed to just a few uh, days ago between Speaker Silver and uh, Mary de Blasio and how this all came about. People might be uh, somewhat familiar just from reading all the press releases and the coverage that it's gotten. uh, Maybe just give a little overview of where this came from uh, and what really has taken place.
3: Definitely. So there was this bill in Albany that was proposed already for the past few years. Uh, that really sought to make the lives of parents with special needs children, uh, much easier and, uh, really tried to get the New York State Department of Education, uh, to really uh, ease up on the restrictions and the litigation and the rush to try to really create burdens for special children. So there was this bill, it was in Albany for the past couple of years, a few years, and this year we really got lots of traction. In the Senate, Senator Simcha Felder made a very impassioned plea on the floor of the Senate to pass legislation, and he got that passed there. And then in the Assembly, it was sponsored by Assemblywoman Helene Weinstein, and it really was uh, you know, shepherded by Assemblyman Phil Goldfeather. And Speaker Silver was uh, you know, very much on top of trying to make sure that it would have enough votes to pass. And it was decided before the bill actually passed the Assembly, uh, it was decided to work with Mayor de Blasio to try to implement these policy changes on the city level rather than having the state legislate to mandate the state to do that.
0: So just a quick question before we get into it. What, what is the actual, let's say, crux of the agreement and why is this happening now and why hasn't this already uh, been the case? Like, why is this happening now in 2014?
3: Well, Mary and Rachel can definitely speak to how the practical applications of the agreement, but uh, to give a brief summary of it, uh, right now, children, parents with special needs children have to go into litigation with uh, the city's Department of Education every single year in order to place their child in a non-public school. And this would really change that by making them have to go into litigation once, uh, but then after they're approved, unless there's an IEP placement change, the child can stay in the school until a placement changes and a placement change is uh, is I guess ordered in the IEP review so and it also uh, it also really shortened the time that the that the New York State Department of Education has to respond to parents and to resolve cases. They were supposed to. Res- they supposed to resolve cases within a 90-day time period, and they really have not been adhering to that for the most part. Mayor De Blasio said in his policy change that the time will now be 15 days from start to finish of a special education. Uh, um, review, and uh, when the time when the child is approved to go into a non public school, the tuition reimbursement can take months, if not you know years, to actually get to the parents, so this would make sure that they uh, expedite the payment of tuition as well so it 's a bunch of really great policy changes, and the bill would have done great things, and the reason why it 's coming into uh, play now in two thousand and fourteen opposed supposed in two thousand and twelve when the legislation was initially passed was because Right now, this legislation and the the policy changes only affect New York City and the New York State Department of Education. In 2012, when the legislation was originally proposed, it would have had an effect statewide. Uh, which caused uh, a lot of different organizations and uh, school boards, school districts to object to it. So by now making this a little bit more uh, amenable to the legislators, by having it only affect New York City and Department of Education, uh, it looked like it was able to pass the Senate and the Assembly and uh, the policy changes were implemented.
0: So is the goal now to use this change in policy for New York City as a test case? to eventually maybe go statewide, or are we keeping this on the city level?
3: Well, I think right now this agreement was made on the city level, and you know, it's, it's our goal, obviously, to really uh, allow these benefits to uh, reach every parent in New York State, but uh, that will definitely, uh, that'll definitely be a project that we'll have to uh, pursue in the future. We'll
0: cross that bridge when we get to definitely. Um, so we have uh, two parents of children with special needs joining us uh, in studio today. Uh, both Miriam and Rachel, and maybe just give a brief introduction to your family and your situation, and then we'll get into the nitty-gritty about how this is really, could be very impactful and helpful for your families. So maybe let's start with Rachel, and then we'll come to Miriam.
4: Okay, um, so I have a 14-year-old who is multiply disabled, and I have gone through years and years of truly what's felt like torture to me. Um, both before I placed my uh, child in a private school um, in order to fight for home services for her, critically needed ABA, speech therapy, uh, physical therapy, occupational therapy, and every single year the Department of Education took me to a hearing. Um, I had the services in place, and every year they tried to take the services away. Even though hearing officers um, ruled in my daughter's favor, and then I had pendency, and there were settlements, but every single year I had to go back again, even before private placement, and it's an extremely time-consuming, extremely emotional, extremely, extremely harrowing and painful process, and as parents of children with special needs, it is already very difficult and obviously a huge challenge and a huge burden to care for and to advocate for our children. And it really feels that over the years, the Department of Education has just added so much more to that burden unnecessarily. And I am so, so thrilled at these changes that if God willing, they are implemented as promised, it will make an extraordinary improvement in my life and the lives of so many families with special needs children and unfortunately every parent I know with a child with special needs whether they're in public school or in private school has had very very difficult time advocating and making sure their children have what they need to make educational progress and to have an appropriate education so I personally want to thank, thank the mayor and all the legislators In the State Senate and Assembly who have contributed to these policy changes in the New York City Department of Education, and I really hope that they are implemented as as promised and that they do tremendously improve the lives of all our children and all the families and alleviate an enormous burden for us.
0: And Miriam?
2: Okay, so I have uh, two special ed kids, and Mm. they also uh, go to private schools. Am I relieved about this law? I hope that it's going to happen. It's not a law, so I don't know. Um, I'm waiting with bated breath. The thing is that every single year I have to go through impartials with both of my children. Um, We win the fair hearings, and then when it comes time to actually get the money back, it takes months and months. Why is it that children with special needs don't deserve the same amount of education and fairness as regular children. Now, I understand, my children don't understand this, but when a parent is not in a good mood, when a parent is upset, this is financially draining, this is emotionally draining, the anxiety levels that we parents have to go through every single year, regardless of being, we win. I mean, the impartial hearing officer, the judge, every year sees me, says, oh, you're back here again. How Nice to see you. Isn't it ludicrous that we have to do this over and over and over and when a parent is not in a good mood and financially and emotionally drained it gives off to the children and the children understand now some children are uh, very low functioning they still know when their parents their parents or their caregivers are not happy it makes the whole atmosphere in the house very very tense and I personally don't think that this is right if your child is healthy and everything's okay, we'll take care of you. But if your child is not, and special children are not going to get better, better, then the Department of Ed says, well, sorry, we don't have to take care of your kids. You can suffer. It's quite all right. They don't suffer enough, so they have to suffer through education, too. Why is it the Department of Ed have to be so cruel to us parents? I mean, when I come into impartial, I try to be nice. I try to be friendly, even though... I'm really quite upset. I would expect the same respect. I give you respect. Try to give me the same attitude. Why is it that when we go to the impartials, some of the times um, the lawyers have no idea what they're talking about? Two years ago, we had an impartial for my son. After about 45 minutes, I said, You know, I feel bad for this lawyer. It's not fair. I started laughing. I said, I'm sorry, could you please tell me who you're talking about? I was talking to the lawyer of the Board of Ed. And he says, well, I'm talking about so-and-so. And I said, do you realize that this is a boy we're talking about who is 15, who's not bipolar? I'm sorry, I don't know what you're saying because you're talking about a girl who's nine years old who has bipolar and schizophrenia. So what are you ta- which case is this? And he was embarrassed. The judge said at that point, you won the fair hearing. There's nothing to talk about. And as we walked out, my lawyer says, you know what he did? I said, of course. He copied and pasted from somebody else. <laughs> Fine. I won the fear hearing. <clears throat> According to the law, this is a federal law, 90 days. Why am I waiting an entire year and a half for the school to get the money? Now, I understand the school. The school has to pay therapists and teachers and rebellion and building and mortgages and bills. They're not interested. They can't wait. I don't know if people realize it, but special ed schools, and it has nothing to do with people that are Jewish, these are special ed private schools, cost about $80,000. So if you have one child, maybe you can afford $80,000 one year, but most of us have more than one child, and most of us have bills and mortgages, and uh, we once in a while get a cleaning lady, so how am I supposed to have $80,000 every single year to lay out? I took you to a fair hearing. Why can't I get the money back? Uh, When you take somebody to court, criminal court or real estate or anything, and you get a judgment, don't you get paid right away? So why do we have to suffer? I'm hoping that this uh, will do something. I want to really, really thank Simpler because if not for him, I don't think anything would have been done. And three people from the OU, Jeff Leb, Dr. Luchman, and Ellie Hagler. They really, really got it rolling and pushed it. Um, all we par- the truth is, all we parents wanted to be involved, involved. I wanted to be included. And I'm not talking for myself. I'm talking for a lot of parents. We, were, we just wanted to be included. I've asked other people, other organizations. For three years, I'm crying. When you have a meeting, just include me. You don't want me to come to your office, fine. Put me on the phone. It took about ten minutes. Ten minutes again in contact with Jeff and he said of course like what's the question I think about three and a half minutes with Ellie Hagler hello you are a parent of course you're going to be involved and about five minutes with Mrs. Khan from the Ivdu school and she said well of course your son is going down to Ivdu to um, to Albany I'm sorry so we want to be included we suffer enough we are asking to be included and that is what the OU Yaha did and I really really appreciate it
0: so just uh, mentioning what uh, Miriam was just uh, talking about, about two weeks ago we had Yachan, OUA, put together a mission, relatively small, we were about 25 people who went up to Albany for the day to lobby uh, on behalf of hopefully getting this uh, bill voted into place, uh, and Jeff Levin, the staff from the OU Advocacy Center, put together a number of meetings which were very impactful, uh, even one which I had mentioned uh, when I spoke with Nachum last week on Jamin in the AM, was uh, an assemblyman, I believe, from Ithaca, uh, who actually had told us that he knows that he's going to get a lot of flack for this uh, from his teachers' union, but he just believed that this is very important to do, uh, and he had actually told us that he was going to change his vote. So, you know, even going and having the mission, it really was not fluffy. It wasn't, oh, this will be nice, let's go and, you know, do some nice things and have a fun day. It was really very impactful on the legislation itself, and I think that that was really, uh, you know, really very helpful. Um, as parents... What do you find, meaning having dealt with the Board of Ed for multiple, multiple years now for both of you, uh, which is the hardest part of the process that this bill or this agreement will now either relieve alleve, or make slightly easier for you? Is it just the, the waiting for the payment? Is it having to go year and year out and have the same fight? What's the most impactful part for you? Rachel.
4: Uh, for me, it would be first and foremost, not having to do this very excruciating, painful uh, process every single year. It's taken countless, countless hours from my life, from my work, from the rest of my children, from my family, and it's extraordinarily stressful. um, Meetings with attorneys, evaluations with independent psychologists and psychiatrists um, and therapists, preparing for meetings and hearings, Knowing the law yourself, really, to be prepared, it's an excruciating, painful process. And the DOE has made it even, you know, that much more painful and difficult by what I feel is often very unfair tactics (coughs) during these hearings, Um, bringing—I mean, one year they accused me of being a bad mother for not bringing a tissue box to school after one request— uh, not sending a tissue box for um, my daughter because of her physical issues. You know, she'll get a runny nose and it'll just run profusely and she'll wipe it on her jacket. She's very low functioning. Uh, she, you know, I, I was just floored. I was astounded at a hearing when they... You know instead of arguing even the merits of the case, which is difficult enough to have to go through every year and make a case, they were stooping to such lows to accuse me, and that was their case. Uh, you know my daughter has snot on her jacket sleeve, so thus she doesn't need her services. And every therapist I work with outside of the DOE, every independent psychiatrist, psychologist, was always baffled. I don't understand but, but all
0: of those things with psychiatrist psychologists, all of that stuff comes out of your pocket.
4: That, yes, that you're doing yes. year in
0: and year out yes. for the same.
4: And there evaluation. are parents, you know, we, unfortunately, I can't afford the, the evaluations that, uh, are said to be the most effective in hearings, but I know parents spend two, three thousand dollars for an evaluation. Um, I, I, my cost was more like seven fifty, eight fifty, nine hundred with paying the witness, um, to appear at hearings. In addition to the evaluation, you have to pay for their time and, um, the whole process is again is just so difficult so heart-wrenching so emotionally draining and like i said the doa makes it even more difficult not only by fighting you but the tactics they they use and they just often feel like very manipulative uh, one year i was said, i was told oh we're just going to put um years ago the doa was uh, had agreed to fund cam for children um with camp with educational programs that were like summer school combined with camp and they're like we're just gonna talk you know call you up for three minutes and just it's just three minute phone call no big deal we're just gonna put it on the iep i was like of course and and of course i agreed because i wanted my daughter to go to this wonderful camp and then at the at the hearing they said well um you know the parent did not at the iep meeting i didn't even realize it was an official iep meeting because they didn't describe it that way did not um protest the placement, did not express her opposition to, you know, the six to one to one that they had offered in public school or to any of the other issues that I had um, expressed my opposition to is not meeting her educational needs. And I, again, I was just astounded. I, this was a meeting now they were trying to like depict this two minute phone conversation or three minute phone conversation as an official IP meeting and use that to say, that's why my daughter shouldn't have... You know, the appropriate placement because I didn't, after an hour, hour and a half long official IEP meeting at which I expressed everything I was concerned about, as well as all her, you know, school staff and in her private school, as well as her other therapists outside of school, all expressed, independent evaluators all expressed their concerns. And they just try to like sweep that all under the rug and say, you know, this is the two minute phone call is the IP meeting. And just you know, it's bad enough you're arguing these cases every single year when we win them and it's proven that your child needs this, these services or this school placement to get an appropriate education to meet their unique educational needs, but then to use these underhanded tactics, is was just it's just excruciating. So you're,
0: you're both saying, I oh, guess maybe, Miriam, you can answer this, but you're both okay and you understand why you're required to go through the process once. The first time yes. around, you fully understand that, but to right. do it again and again... Right. Unless there's a major change, that's where the difficulty really comes in.
4: Right. And obviously, Miriam could speak more to this, um, but obviously, not getting either the parent, in most of the cases, the parent has to lay out the money to the private school. And in certain cases where, you know, the parent can't afford to, it's called the Connors case, and then the school's paid directly. Either the school or the parent is waiting months or even years on end for this payment, which either the parent is in, you know, tremendous financial strain over it because who can afford this? Whether it's you know 50 to 80 thousand in private school tuition, and you have other children, nobody could afford that. Just imagine what that is, you know, before taxes, what you have to earn to be able to pay that. So. Um, you know, I'll let Miriam speak more to that issue, but I know for parents that's an an enormous um, alleviation of that burden as well. But if I could just say because because when I thanked um, the mayor and the state um, legislators, I really was remiss in, uh, remiss in not thanking Yachad, Jeff Leb, Ellie Hagler, and Dr. Lickman, because Yachad, I know, as I think as well as Agudatya um advocacy division did an amazing job and we owe so much gratitude to all of you. And I personally did go on the um, mission to Albany and it was really <laughs> sort of a cathartic experience. It was so tremendously, really I, I gratifying to finally be able to tell legislators that, you know, could, were interested and cared and really, I really felt they wanted to help us as parents and be able to explain to them what we've been through all these years and to see them really try to make a difference. And again, I just want to thank Yachad and OU for all their help with that.
3: Thanks. I just wanted to add quickly, Ellie, I want to thank uh, the uh, good, uh, good, uh, good Agudith Israel of America as well, specifically Haskell Bennett, uh, who is working with Helene Weinstein and uh you know, many legislators as well, uh, along with me and you, trying to make sure that we get those votes to get the bill passed, and they did a really great job with that.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's no question, I think it was really, let's say, an actual team effort to really everybody come together and be able to pull this off, and it's just something that we needed to do and we had to do for the families, you know, in our community and in the broader community. Uh, Miriam?
2: Okay, so regarding the financial thing, I mean, why I'm happy about this thing, I'm hopeful, So the thing is like this. According to law, most parents do not have a Connors case. There's a Carter's case and a Connors case. Connors is that um, the parent sues the Board of Ed, and then when the Board of Ed decides, after many, 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 many months, they give the school a check directly. Most parents do not have that anymore. The Department of Ed decided about four or five years ago, that's it, we don't want to do it, of course, because financially it doesn't pay for them. They don't realize that... If they don't take us parents to an impartial, every single year, they will save $50,000 for one child. So my son is 17. He's been having impartials since he's five. You do the math. It's $50,000 for one child just for him. Now we have how many children? Fifty Times $50,000? I think they should just stop doing the impartials. You want to do it the first year? I understand. We have to place the child. We have to figure out where the child needs to go. But after that, let's stop. Um, Most parents have a Carter's case. What's a Carter's case? You pay the school, the tuition, whatever it is, and then you show the uh, Department of Ed the canceled checks. You get reimbursed. Parents cannot do that. Parents can't lay out $80,000. Year after year after year. So I'm hoping that this, whatever you want to call it, so-called law, will alleviate, uh, alleviate us for the financial aspect. The main thing, and I've talked to a lot, a lot of parents. I also teach in a special ed school. And no, majority of my class are not Jewish kids. I actually have one child who's Catholic. I have another child who's Muslim. So I don't want to hear that it's a Jewish thing. It's not. We want to get our children to get the right, free, and appropriate education. Our goal is that when the child turns 21, they can have some type of minimally normal job, that the state doesn't have to pay for them. Maybe they can even get married. Yaha does do this. They help children get married. They help them get jobs. If the Board of Ed and the Department of Ed and hopefully the Senate will understand this, we would you know, alleviate so much pain. But our main issue is that parents have to go through this year after year after year. We have to deal with the lawyers. Our lawyers are sweethearts. We love them. But we don't want to see them. We want to come to give them a present and say hello, go shopping with them. We don't want to have to deal with the Department of Ed. They're sometimes so rude and so disgusting. You know, we parents suffer enough. Why is it when we go to an impartial hearing, we have to get... um, Well, your child is not doing the right thing, and your child doesn't (coughs) behave, so we can't give them the placement. So we think that she should go to such a school. Do you know my child? Did you ever come to observe my child? Um, Recently, thank God I'm okay, but recently I had a tumor. I was in the hospital. I mean, half dead. I'm getting phone calls from the lawyers of the department. Well, why aren't you here for the IEP? Why aren't you here for the impartial? What's the matter with you? I said, uh, I think I told you and I explained it to you and my lawyer told you what they came down to the hospital to have an um, impartial hearing in the hospital. It's a good thing that I was friends with the head of the, the you know, the neurology department. He threw them out. He said, is this something wrong with you people? <laughs> this isn't fear. We suffer enough. I love my kids to death. I will never trade them in. But how much does a parent have to suffer? How much do we have to go through? So please, we're begging you, Department of Ed, alleviate our pain. Try to be a little bit nice. I don't think I'm asking too much.
0: So let me, now that the agreement has happened, I guess you know, time will tell how quickly and how well the Department of Education is actually able to implement this. Um, but Rachel, I think one of the stories, and correct me if I'm wrong, that you had told when we were in Albany was that you're currently fighting one case when your 2012 case is still pending. And that's something that probably happens to a lot of parents, that things, everything just takes forever. You know, forget about the point where you're laying out $50,000, $70,000 for this year. What about for last year, which you might not have recouped the money for? The year before, which another family might not have recouped the, the year before. Um, and the money is an interesting aspect, I meaning obviously it's, it's a huge factor in it, but somebody is laying out this money. You know, like you said, if the family is able to lay it out good, they, might, they probably will be able to use that money for something else better at the time and then they're out of that money waiting for the reimbursement or sometimes it's the school who's at, quote unquote out that money and waiting for the reimbursement so the money like at the end of the day everything comes down to money because we gotta pay for things um, but I, I'm sure that that's something that has happened to other parents since terms was just waiting year after year forget about 15 days 90 days we're talking about could be 90 months waiting for the same thing to happen um,
2: Most. Most of the time, the schools do not wait. I I wish they would. I mean, you know what? If I were a principal of school, I wouldn't either wait. Parents do not. I mean, schools do not wait for the money. You have to pay up by the end of the year if you, yeah, you had your impartial. You got your answer. We're going to give you the money. By the time it comes to June, if the school didn't get the money, I'm sorry, but you have to give me a check. At least for $35,000, I have to pay some of my teachers. They're not willing to wait. So no matter what kind of case you have. They don't wait. Now, my son just finished ninth grade. I'm still waiting for them to pay for the seventh grade. What's going on? How long does it have to take? You already got the answer. We already won. Just write the stupid check and send it to them. Why is everything such a harrowing and I really feel like pulling teeth? And yes, I used to be a dental assistant, so I know what it means. <laughs> pulling teeth. It's funny, my son really, I have a special ed son, he didn't want to go. He didn't want to go down to Albany, I'm not interested, I'm bored, what am I going to do? And his Rebbe, Rabbi, Rabbi Salman, said, listen, Yaakov Yisrael, it's really important, you go, you're going to help. And they sat, you know, in the seats, and the senators passed by, and Yaakov Yisrael said, I'm doing a good thing, right, because I'm autistic, because I'm doing a right th- good thing. You know, he said over and over and over, and the senators, one of the senators turned to Simcha Faldi and says, Now I understand what autism is. You know, autism is, it's an abstract. You're not involved in it. You don't see it. You don't know what it is. He says, now I understand. And they switched their votes. So I'm really proud of him. He really made a difference.
0: Good. Um, Jeff, you know, something that actually uh, has changed since, uh, let's say, the bill was in legislation trying to be pushed through was that we were asking, the bill was asking for a 90-day turnaround uh, for a decision from the Board of Ed. The mayor, when he held the press conference to announce it, lowered that to 15 days. Why did he do that? Why would he do that? Wouldn't that just make it tougher on him and his staff to be able to implement it? Um, which is a big jump from even what we were asking for, which, you know, obviously 15 days is much better sure. than 90 days.
3: We were just asking that they comply with the 90-day time period. We just wanted them to comply with it. They were they were out of compliance. But Mayor de Blasi really took it upon himself and the, and the Department of Education and to, you know, to try to change that and try to implement a 15 day uh, time period. And listen, we're we're very grateful for the mayor's, uh, you know, for the mayor's tremendous changes The 15 days. If things can get resolved in two weeks, that'll be incredible. Uh, and, you know, we hope that uh, we hope that that will be the case. And you know, we have to applaud the de Blasio administration of really trying to be proactive and really trying to uh, take, take the steps to make sure that life can be made easier. This is in stark contrast to the previous administration where they actually – their response to something like this would be to hire additional attorneys. They hired 30 more attorneys to litigate more of these cases as opposed to uh, trying to ease up on the parents at all. it
0: actually cost the city more to fight the cases than to just pay them out. Because in many cases, they're paying it out anyways, but now they have attorney fees on top of that that they've got to cover.
3: Yeah, listen, sometimes, you know, uh, sometimes uh, the city works in mysterious ways, but uh, (laughs) we're we're very hopeful that the policies uh, implemented by by Mayor de Blasio will uh, really prove to be very productive and uh, a great alleviation for the uh, the parents of the children.
0: Now, much of, the, the, I guess, the question that still exists is, you know, whether or not this will happen. And maybe it's unfair to the mayor and his team that, you know, many people just are, aren't so sure that this is going to happen just based on previous experience, which we've heard about. But I think hopefully the mayor will keep to his word and will be able to implement it. You know, only. Only time will tell. You're listening to the Jewish Reaction right here on the Nachum Siegel Network, com. Of course, you can catch us here every Tuesday mornings, immediately following Nachum on J.M. and the AM from 9 to 10 uh, a.m. And I'm being joined uh, today live with uh, Jeff Webb, the director of OU Advocacy and Teach NYS and two parents of children with special needs, both Rachel and Miriam, who are both uh, have been dealing with a number of the issues uh, that this agreement and legislation addresses. Um, as parents, what is the message that you, let's say, tell your kids, whether special needs or not, about the importance of getting involved and being an advocate for yourself? Nobody's going to be the best advocate for your child than you are, but. You need more than just yourself. You need people like Jeff and other people fighting on your behalf. How do you explain that to your children, whether, you know, especially children or typical children, about the importance of fighting for yourself and for others?
4: Well, I, I think my children um, have seen me over the years advocating and fighting for my daughter And as Miriam mentioned, sadly, it does add a lot of stress to the home and a lot of tension. Unfortunately, I have so much less time for my other children because I'm always fighting and advocating for my daughter. Um, And, you know, there's also home health aides and Medicaid services and um, therapists and many other issues to deal with doctors. And uh, in addition to what you have to work on and deal with with the New York City Department of Education. So um, they've seen that, and I think seeing me go to Albany, um, I was sent by Yaha a signed photo of us all advocating in Albany. um, I think it was by Senator Felder. Senator Felder, yeah. Yeah. Um, And, you know, they see it on my wall now. (laughs) and They see um, that getting involved, and, of course, they heard about the changes and were also excited about them, and I think it shows that, getting involved in the political process and um, having organizations like Yahad and Agudat Israel fighting for us and our children makes an enormous difference. And, again, I, I think there are so many other issues we should be advocating for together for our children. There's a huge, which I happen to mention to the um, assemblyman that we met in Albany, um, there's another huge dilemma of a lack of residences for um children as they grow and as they age out of the education system and they become adults and there's an explosion in the population of children with autism throughout the state throughout the country the numbers are staggering now as well as you know all developmental disabilities and there's an enormous shortage of housing and um, you know I I plead to the state (laughs) Uh, legislature to really do something about it because it's another enormous problem that we all face. And I think we all need to get involved and politically active to try to implement changes. Um, you know, I can get into the specifics of that more if you'd like, because I know the state is um, trying to um, make a lot of changes on the, on the sort of Medicaid level, um, You know, the office of the OPWDD, Office for People, People with, with Development with disabilities, disabilities. And they're trying to make changes that would – their plan is to move higher-functioning individuals out of uh, residences or group homes, I should say, and put them through a program called self-directed care into uh, more housing, you know, regular apartments – Uh, They can purchase homes or or rent homes with other adults with developmental disabilities. And um, their hope is that those individuals through this program will um, move out of the group homes and there'll be more spots in the group homes. But, you know, that's, again, (laughs) um, a lot of wishful thinking. And um, even this whole self-directed care program puts a lot of the onus and the burden on the parents, it sort of uh, gives them the job of finding the place and finding the staff and hiring the staff to a certain extent or working through agents, a lot more um, involvement. Um, so, again, there's a lot more burden on the parents. I mean,
0: I think there's always a long way to go. But I think, you know, something important to keep in mind is that living in New York State, some of the – a lot of the services and benefits that New York State offers don't even exist – Elsewhere, you know, I mean, we have a, a very That's large Yaha chapter in Chicago, in uh, in Illinois, and there's a joke, not really a joke as much as a, a sad fact, that people in Illinois consider Illinois to be 51st in the country in terms of disability
2: really? uh,
0: rights and programs that they have out there. So, you know, it's important to remember how good New York State has been. That's there's true. always room to improve. It's totally true.
4: But, New York
3: is one of the best absolutely. states.
4: It's true. Um I think California is another great one, but um, New York is wonderful uh, compared to many other states. But still, if you have adult children with disabilities and autism, unable at 35, 40, still living at home with no spots in in group homes or facilities, I know there's budget issues and there's fiscal crises going on and, and there's a shortage of funds, but this is a huge problem. And I just hope that something else we could all lobby for. Um, together and and make happen at some point because it's really a very important issue for families with special needs children.
2: Well, to answer Rachel's thing, I think that if the children would get the right education when they're younger, perhaps again every child is different. My kids are were severely severely autistic and now they're extremely high functioning. I mean, my daughter sometimes writes. Uh, Articles for Larry Gordon and the uh, you know the I Five tens yeah. yeah, so uh, she, you know she's amazing because she writes her own stories, we have to find a publisher because I don 't have money, but <laughs> one day when I get back all my money from the board of Eds, which will never maybe you never know <laughs> might happen, um, I'll actually publish her books and we 'll put them out. I mean she already said, I, I just want to publish not to get money. I want to show the world that even if you're artistic, it could be something. Um, my hope is that the truth is the mayor de Blasio is very, very passionate about this. I worked on his phone banks when he was in the primaries and the general, he, he really wants to help. Um, and my daughter actually sent him a letter. She went around the five town, uh, Cedarhurst, where her school is, Kelowna Toro Academy. And she got 2,500 votes for de Blasio. She told everybody I'm autistic and you have to listen to me, and this mayor is going to help us, so you better sign." And then she wrote him a letter, and she got a letter in return. So I'm really hopeful. I know that he really wants to try to help. He really, really wants to, and I think that with enough um, politicians and big people like Ellie and Jeff and Dr. Luchman, they will put him to the test and say, listen, We were all by the press conference, and we all heard it. So now you have to do it. I mean, when he said the 15 days, my mouth dropped open. I I thought, okay, that's it. Mashiach's coming, because I couldn't believe it. I remember looking at Jeff. I said, what? This is amazing. But if I I could just, I'm sorry.
4: I'm just, I'm confused. What is, what's happening in 15 days? There's no way a hearing is happening in 15
2: days. Yes, everything has to be done in 15 days. I means they have to give you the letter. For the impartial, you have to have the impartial. They have to come back with an answer. I find that really hard well, to believe. Well, they you. might. <laughs> you know what? They
4: I'm sorry. Have, I mean, know. having seen well, these hope hearings the last months and, and months and months, it's not. It doesn't take I, months. I know. No, I'm it goes saying they on. they delay and they till they can find another
2: date. So it's like you're in That's one right. hearing.
4: Oh, we have this appointment, that appointment.
2: So <laughs> what know, we hope just, is that they th- will have to. I spoke to my lawyer who is a top lawyer. Right. What we're hoping is that they're going to have to hire extra lawyers, the Department of Ed. That is definite. But with the $50,000 for every child that they're saving, they can use that to hire extra lawyers, to hire extra secretaries to do all the paperwork. Use that money. I mean, I once sat down with Neil. I wrote all statistics exactly how much money the city would save and the state would save on each child. It's over a million dollars for each kid. So save the money. Do the right thing. Help us parents. I mean, we're all tax-paying people. We, mm-hmm. This is a democracy. We all have the right to live here. Help us and do the right thing.
0: You're listening to The Jewish Reaction right here on the Nacham Siegel Network at NachamSiegel.com. My name is Eli Hagler, I'm the Associate Director of Yachad, and I'm being joined uh, live in the booth by Jeff Leb, the Director of OU Advocacy and Teach NYS, and two parents, Rachel and Miriam, of Children with Special Needs, speaking about the importance of the recent uh, special education uh, agreement um, between uh, the mayor and the speaker. Uh, and I guess the question left in the air just has to be, you know, is it going to happen? Uh, and if it doesn't happen, then we'll have to, you know, continue the hard work and get it signed into into legislation. It's got to become a bill and it has to become law. But we'll have to see uh, how that plays itself out. Uh, we only have about two minutes left. Uh, maybe just um, from Rachel and Miriam, just a quick thought about just where, where do you go next from here with your children?
4: Um, well, I... Um... I anticipate uh, a settlement this year for my daughter in a private school placement. So if this, um, if these policy changes are truly implemented, and I choose to be optimistic and believe that they will be, and I really do believe the mayor is trying to help parents of children with disabilities and, um, you know, to have made all those public statements. So in a press conference, I truly believe this is going to happen. And, uh, but... Probably he is going to have to make a lot of changes within the Department of Education to ensure that happens because they're not used to doing things this way at all or looking out for the parents um, or the children. They're, I think, and it's very sad. I, I want to say I, over the years I've met so many people working within the DOE that just look so torn and they feel horrible because they went into this profession to help children, to help Families with with children with disabilities, and they're I feel like they're forced into this position where they have to be sort of our our enemy and fight us, and they don't really want to be doing that. So I really hope he's able to implement these changes. It's a very bureaucratic uh, you know system, um, and they really need to change the way they're doing things to to make these policy changes, and I really hope they will. and It will just, you know, be a dream for me to have my daughter, her placement established. And I don't know how many years they'll give me before having to make, before making me go through this again, but hopefully it will be more rather than less. And, you know, my daughter will be able to thrive in her school and I'll be able to have much more of a normal life. I can't even, I just cannot even begin to describe the elation, the joy, the the alleviation of the pain and the burden and the tremendous workload um, and just, again, a harrowing emotional workload um, and painful workload that will be lifted from my shoulders and from Miriam's and from thousands and thousands of parents with special needs children if these changes are truly implemented as promised. So I urge, plead, beg all of you <laughs> within the New York City Department of Education to truly, truly implement these these significant and critical changes.
2: Um, so it did pass in the Senate, and before it went to the Assembly, Shelley Silver, the uh, Speaker of the House, decided that he's going to meet with de Blasio. Obviously de Blasio met with Carmen Farina, the Chancellor of the Department of Ed. They came to some type of agreement, so they came up with this 15 days. Why it's 15 days, I can't tell you. But if the two of them met and they decided this, then it has to be in reality. It can't be only idealistically. So I'm hoping that this is actually going to work. It's going to help our children. It's going to alleviate our pain. We're going to have semi-normal lives. I'll be able to actually sleep at night and maybe take a vacation for a couple of days and not have to worry, where is my child going to go next year and where is my child going Mm to... Find friends and have uh, a peaceful, normal life. Uh, yeah, my daughter, we had a settlement. I'm still waiting for the money. My son, we're going to. We're supposed to have an impartial next week for the beginning of the year. We'll see what happens. But I, um, I'm very hopeful. And if not, I will go down. Actually, I'll go down to Albany. I will go down to Sheldon Silver's house. I will go down to the Blasio to Gracie Mansion and say, listen. You promised us now. Deliver your promise.
0: Uh, just, a, a we only have about a minute left. I so just wanted to thank both of you, uh, for joining us and to Jeff also. I know you advocacy for all of, uh, the hard work going forward, uh, with this, uh, legislation and agreement and let's just hope. And pray that it actually that they are yes. able and the Department of Education is able uh, to implement this. So thank you both very much.
2: Thank you. Uh, you've been listening you, to yeah. The Jewish
0: Reaction right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. Of course, you can make sure to catch us here every Tuesday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. at nachumsiegel.com. And as always, if you have any questions, thoughts, or concerns, you feel free to reach out to me at ellie, E-L-I, at nachumsegel.com. Thank you so much for joining us. And you've been listening to The Jewish Reaction presented by the OU right here on the Nachum Siegel Network.
1: Five years, You go up to heaven, you climb all those stairs. They won't ask you, were you wise like Solomon? They won't ask you, were you strong like Samson?
5: They'll ask just one question and you give just one answer. It's the end of the game and only one thing matters.
1: They'll say, Did you give it all you got? Cause in this life, you only have what you got. So give it, give it, give it all you got. In this world we only have, we only have what we got. So give it, give it, give it all you got.
5: If you say it's easy, I'll say it's not. Gotta give it, give it, give it, give it all you got. And
1: if you say it's not for you, I'll say it's your lot. Gotta give it, give it, give it, give
5: it all you got. Say you're tired, I'll say tick-tac. You are tired i will say tick tock. you got to give it, give it, give it, give it all you got. And then you can put my album on a shelf to ride just. Give it, give it, give it, give it all you got
1: After working so hard wiping those tears you look in the mirror you face all your fears don't be a fool trying to be wise like solomon only the weak try to be strong like samson oh no oh no i did what i said i got no one to blame only one thing matters at the end of the game they'll say did you give it all you got cause in this life you only have what you got
0: Give it,
5: give it, give it all you got. If you say it's easy, I'll say it's not. You gotta give it, give it, give it, give it all you got. And if you say it's not
1: for you, I'll say it's your lot. You gotta give it, give it, give it, give it all you got. And if you say you're tired, I'll say Tik Tok. You gotta give it, give it, give it, give it all you got. And you could put my album on a shelf to write just. Give it, give it, give it, give it all you got.
5: You gotta give it, give it, give it, give it all you got. If you say you're tired, I'll say tic-tac. You gotta give it, give it, give it, give it all you got. No need to put my album on the shelf to write, just just. give it, give it, give it, give it all you na aqui Honor, you may be so much. She hold you, oh, you may be. She hold you, oh, you She was to the baby. I She Всё больно, в табло следы лодов. А на воде. А снеги, пашними шепотом, в табло воды белых Vidan mudon be yodon e ashremi ashremi shebo shebo dan yodon e ashremi ashremi